0: Enjoy the message. So want to just talk to you this morning and, and continue with a series I've been calling as for me and my house. And you know, somebody said, how much longer? I said, I don't know. Until the Lord says, let go, we'll move on. But right now, I know that we as Christians, in the day that we live in right now, we have to have a declaration about us. To be able to declare that as for me and my house, that we are going to serve the Lord. That as for me and my house, despite what the culture does, despite what people are doing around me, no, no, no. As for me and my house, we got to make some declarations. And so that's what we've been doing. The Lord's been leading us about through these declarations that we need to make, we need to stand on, that we need to declare over our lives, over this church, over our homes. So as for me and my house, we have declared that we we are going to be people that pray and fast. And friend, listen, you cannot convince me otherwise. What happened here Wednesday night around this altar and what's been happening here in different ministries on campus, I I believe it all goes back to those 21 days of us just seeking God in prayer and fasting. And God God is giving the breakthroughs. God is pulling down the strongholds. And so as for me and my house, we're going to be people that pray and fast. We're going to be people to serve in this local church. And I thank you for each one of you that are serving in this local church and the commitment that you make here week after week. And as for me and my house, we're going to live in God's Word. Come on, church. We need to live in God's Word. Uh, you're, not going to, you're not going to have a, a, a nice feast in the Word of God just coming in here for one hour on Sunday and one hour on Wednesday. We need to be living in the Word of God every day. And so we're going to declare as for me and my house, we're going to live in the world. We're going to praise the Lord and we're going to also walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. And today we're going to declare that as for me and my house, not only are we going to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, but as for me and my house, we're going to walk in love. We're going to walk in love. We're going to walk in love. And the reason why we need to walk in love, well, there's a lot of reasons why. But one of the reasons why we need to walk in love is because the world that we live in right now is starving for love. In fact, psychologists will tell you that probably the greatest need in society right now for man, when I say man, that's people, the, the, the psychologists say the greatest need for people is the need to be loved, to be loved, to be loved. And God's Word tells us As Christians, we are to walk in love. Walk in love as this world is starving for love. As people are in desperate need for love. God's people are called to walk in love. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. And Paul here, let me just kind of give you a backdrop before we get into the meat of the message the backdrop here is Paul is talking to the church and Paul is reminding the church, listen, church, you are to go out into this culture that's dark and you are to be a light. You are to be a light in this dark culture. Church, when you walk out of this place from worshiping me and spending time with me and uh, praying to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to walk out and you need to be light." And as you walk in this world as light, you need to walk with the power of the Holy Spirit. And be careful, church. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit because you need the Holy Spirit at work in you. And then he tells them, you you can't grieve the Holy Spirit. And and he gives a list there in chapter 4, and your homework is go back to chapter 4 so you'll know what I'm talking about today. If you do these things, you're going to grieve the Holy Spirit. So don't grieve the Holy Spirit because you need to walk as light and you need to walk in love. And you cannot do that without the Holy Spirit. And here's what he says. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us, giving himself for us and offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma Paul tells them listen this is what's going on and you cannot uh, be light and you can't walk in love if you're grieving the Holy Spirit therefore be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love walk in love church we should be imitators of God and the Bible says God is love and so we should walk in love so as for me and my house let me just give you a few things here before we pray as for me and my house We will walk in God's sacrificial love. His sacrificial love. I just read to you there that the the word Paul gives here, he says, Listen, walk in love as Christ also loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice. Say sacrifice. This love of God is a sacrificial love, and it's the love that reflects the sacrificial love of our Savior Jesus Christ. What does that sacrificial love look like that uh, Paul gives here? Here's an example of it in 1 John 3:16, verses 18. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. How I many of you are thankful for that this morning? Jesus Christ, He laid down His life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has a material possession, has material possessions, and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him how can the love of God be in him? Dear children let us not love with words or tongue but with actions and in truth sacrificial love is an active love it's love in action sacrificial love is love in action we see that love in action through Jesus Christ when he went to the cross and laid down his life for us it's a sacrificial love that is action, not just word, but action. In fact, the word that Paul uses here when he says walk in love, that word walk in the Greek, it means to act and to react. It means active and reactive. It's, it's, it's your behavior. That word walk means to, to act and, and react. And when we walk in the sacrificial love, we're acting and reacting like Jesus. God, help us as a church to act and react like Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on, church. God, help us as believers that when we walk around with one, and to, with one another in fellowship, when we're in our community, wherever we are, God, help us to, to walk. That means to act and react like Jesus. My prayer is, and God, give us a heart. Give us a heart. To walk in the sacrificial love of Jesus Christ, to a world that is starving in love, and to a world that is lacking in love, to a world that love, the Bible says, is growing cold. day by day. How many of you know that this world needs a big dose of the love of God? Come on, Hallelujah. Well, how are they going to get it? <laughs> you, me, God's people, we are to act remember that word walk means to act and react it's active love sacrificial love is active love so as for me and my house we are going to walk in sacrificial love because sacrificial love is powerful in fact the bible says this sacrificial love it overcomes hatred it overcomes prejudice it overcomes uh and, and helps uh break down walls this love builds bridges this love changes hearts and changes people This love the Bible says covers a multitude of sin This sacrificial love has no limits You look at the life of Jesus Christ This sacrificial love has no limits And guess what This sacrificial love It has a smell to it Has a smell to it You can smell it Paul says it's a sweet smelling aroma One translation says That's pleasing to God You know what sacrificial love smells like? It smells like walking into Krispy Kreme. It smells better than that. Sacrificial love smells like this. Let me tell you what it smells like it smells like compassion, it smells like kindness, it smells like humility, it smells like gentleness, it smells like patience, it smells like mercy. And it smells like forgiveness. That's what it smells like. I wonder what we smell like. That sweet and aroma should be uh, just something on every believer of Jesus Christ. In fact, it should be the mark of every Christian because listen to what Jesus said. Jesus says, a new command I give you in John 13. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. Here we go. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. What marks us as Christians? What marks you as a Christian? What marks me as a Christian? It's not because you're sitting here at my all first pH church today. That does not mark you as a Christian. It doesn't, uh, by the way you dress, it does not mark you as a Christian. Uh, by the Bible you carry, that doesn't mark you as a Christian. What marks us as Christians, the Bible says, is love. There should be a smell about us. And the Bible says, by this, all people will know. Not some people and might know. All people will know. They'll smell you coming. You're my disciples because of your love for one another. God, give me that sacrificial love. Help me to walk in it, Lord. Jesus wants more than anything for his church, his people, to walk in sacrificial love acting and reacting like him Amen. come on now how you doing with that acting and reacting like Jesus is a sacrificial love as for me in my house we're going to walk in sacrificial love and we're going to walk in sincere love in sincere love in fact Paul would say in Romans that love must be sincere he tells us to hate what is evil and cling to what is good The love of Jesus Christ in us is a sincere love. The love of Christ is a sincere love, and our love must be sincere. That word sincere, if you, listen, I'm telling you stuff that you can look up. Look it up in the Greek. That word sincere means without hypocrisy. It means without pretending. It means without play acting. It means without being fake or without being phony. Sincere love is not something you can pretend to have. I promise you right now, friend, if you walk around trying to pretend like you have a sincere love for people and you don't, that people are going to see right through it. They're going to see right through it. So people are walking around instead of having sincere love, they have a pretend love, a play-acting love, a, a fake love, a phony love instead of a sincere love. You know what a phony love looks like? Call you, brother, sister, you, you, you are a blessing You're a blessing, and all the while you're planning and plotting how to backstab them. In church on Sunday, rejoicing, and during the week, looking for ways to retaliate against people. Not anybody in this church, another church. (laughs) Looking for ways to retaliate back at people at work or in your family or at school or even on social media. That's why I don't even get on Facebook anymore. I'm just tired of seeing it. Our love must be sincere. It can't be a made-up love. It can't be a pretend love. It can't be a a phony love. And and listen, sometimes I know it's hard to have that sincere love. It can only come through Jesus Christ. And and I ask you this morning, I wonder how many people are here, and you're having a hard time uh, showing sincere love to some people. Maybe there's some people that you're having a hard time in your life with right now and and it's just impossible for you, it seems like, for you to have sincere love for them. Maybe because of what they said to you, because of what they've done to you. Listen, some of you right now, God help you. God help you. you, you got text messages saved on your phone from where you've been back and forth with somebody and you've declared, I, I'm holding on to this. I'm going to hold on to it and there's going to be a day I'm going to put it right back in their face again and I'm going to give them a little piece of their mind of what they're going to get and I got it right here. Here's the evidence. And you're just holding on to stuff like that. Always just looking And Some of you will go back and read it again and get your blood pressure all up and get mad all over again and re re, can you believe look at this and you'll replay it because somebody's hurt you and you're looking for ways to i'm gonna find a way and i'm gonna pay them back my encouragement if that's you to pray and ask the holy spirit to to set your heart on fire with the love of god some of you are burning more with resentment and anger than you are with the love of god And we need to burn with the passion and the compassion of the Lord. I want my heart. God, help us to have a heart to walk in sincere love. Walking in the sincere love. Sincere love. Not fake. Not phony. But the sincere love that can only come from our Savior, Jesus Christ, will keep you from walking around always fault-finding, always looking for evidence for people that have mistreated you. Listen, sincere love keeps us from being critical of people sincere love keeps you from walking around stirring up strife and drama and causing division sincere love keeps us from walking around with nasty attitudes it's quiet in here (laughs) sincere love keeps us from walking around self-centered in life self-centered you know it's it's, listen it's going to be my way or the highway that's not sincere love or you're right and I'm wrong. I'm right, you're wrong. No, I'm always right. Sincere love allows us to love. Listen to me, please. It allows us to love through pain and persecution and pressure. You, you Listen, I'm, I'm telling you right now. You cannot use the pain in your life, the persecution in your life, and the pressure in your life as an excuse to mistreat people. Well, if you just knew what I was walking through, if you knew what I was walking through, listen, we cannot use it. And Jesus is the greatest example. He hung on a cross at Calvary. He went through the pain. He was going through persecution. And and then you think about the uh, pressure that he had in his life. And even from the cross, Father, forgive them. Expressing love through the pain, through the persecution, through the pressure. Listen, I know a lot of you are in a pressure pot right now about to explode, but you cannot use as an excuse to bite people's head off. Well, I feel better already. Hallelujah. (laughs) You can't pretend to have sincere love, and we can't work up sincere love. It has to come from living in Christ so he can help us in walk in this sincere love, sincere love. God God bless my olive with a sacrificial love. God bless us with a sincere love for one another. Amen. And then the third thing I want to tell you real quick is this, For me and my house, we will walk in supportive love, supportive love. And Jesus gives the greatest example of supportive love. It's found in Matthew 25 where Jesus said these things here. He says, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Praise the Lord for that supportive love. And Jesus gives a great illustration of that love through the story of the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan he loved enough to help a poor man who had been attacked and robbed and left for dead. I'm telling you, the Jews and the Samaritans, they, there was a prejudice there. There was a hate toward one another. But God is showing you what supportive love looks like. And this good Samaritan supportive love was shown by his response. He was acting and reacting. And he saw a person in need. And he did something to help. He didn't turn his head. He didn't pretend there was nothing there. But he loved enough, listen to this, he loved enough to get right in the middle of that man's mess. He loved enough to get right in the middle of that man's mess. And I know what some of you are thinking right now. I got enough of my own mess. I don't need to be getting in anybody else's mess. But you know what? As followers of Jesus Christ, we have to be willing to get in the middle of somebody else's mess. Because supportive love does not care who the person is. Well, you know what? They deserve it because of everything they've done. If they hadn't have made those decisions, they wouldn't be where they are right now. If they hadn't have done this, they hadn't done that. Yeah, yeah, I get all that. But you know what? They have a need in their life right now. And if I can get in there and do something to be a blessing to them, God help me to do that. God help me to do that. Most people have been beat up and tore down enough. They need somebody to come alongside of them and encourage them and be a blessing to them. God help us. Supportive love is not giving to people what they deserve, it's giving them what they need. Supportive love helps meet needs. Supportive love will get right in the middle of someone else's mess and help them and love on them. Supportive love offers hope and help, expecting nothing back in return. Don't miss this right here. Supportive love is not saying sin is okay. If you're living outside of the will of God for your life, if you're living in sin, love is not saying that that's okay. In fact, love will speak truth in love. Supportive love will speak truth in love. Been a few weeks ago. um, We were here around the altar praying in this service and I I shared this the other night in a revival service and there were some ladies that came to me and asked me, "Would I be willing to go and make a visit in our, our local jail? There's a young man there that they knew. I didn't know him, he didn't know me, but they knew him. And I don't know if you guys saw in the news or not, but he was one of the, he was one of the men that was involved. He was one of the shooters at the Berkeley Mall. I don't know if you've seen that in the news uh, at the beginning of the year, but anyway, he was one of the shooters there at the Berkeley Mall. They had him there at the, the local jail. They asked me would I go see him. I said, listen, I, I just tried to go a few weeks back to actually go visit somebody else in the, in the jail, and it didn't work out. It just, it's not like it used to be. You can say you're clergy all you want to, and, but it don't work like it used to work where you could say, hey, I'm a preacher. Or I'm clergy. You can come in. Anyway, um, we prayed around. I said, you know what? We can do. We can pray around this altar tonight, and we'll pray for him, and we'll just pray, God, if it's your will, open the door. But guess what? The very next day, I got a phone call from somebody with the sheriff's department, and the door opened for me to be able to go. Amen. Hey, God's good. Hey, it gets even better because uh, we had to wait uh, like the following week. They set up the time. He didn't know I was coming. He didn't know me. I didn't know him. I arrived there at the jail, and they set him, uh, this young man, in a, in a little room there, and they had the, the mirror windows around. You know, they're there on the other side watching, listening, whatever. They, they, they brought me into the room where he's at and they said, you got about 10 minutes you can have with the young man. And I'd already been praying on the way up there. Lord, why do you do this to me? And I was very nervous. I just, Lord, whatever you want to say, speak through me. We're only going to have a few minutes. I knew that. So we sat in that room. They had him, they had him shackled hands down to his ankles. And man, when I looked at him, I could just see one of my boys I mean, he's so close to my son Caden's age. And I told the young man, I said, listen, I know you don't know me, and I don't know you. I said, but I want to just tell you this right here, and I want to do most of the talking because we only got 10 minutes. But this is not God's will for your life. The devil has had his way over you, and, and, and he has brought you to this place. But God is telling, he sent me here today to tell you this is not his will for your life. In fact, he wanted me to tell you that he loves you. I said, listen to me, son. You were buried here in this cell in this building here, and we had been told there was no way I was going to be able to come and see you, but God loves you so much that he opened the door for a little old preacher from Mount Olive to come into this place to tell you that God loves you. God wants to save you. God can turn this thing around. And I think when he heard that right there, he, he began, that's when it hit him because he started to show the tears in his eyes realizing that, you know what, it didn't make sense. I don't know you, you don't know me, but God sent you here to tell you, to tell me. And I began to walk him through the gospel and tried to encourage him. And I told him, I said, son, it's never, it's never going to change until the day you call on the Lord. And right there in that little place, in that little room, we prayed together, and he called on the Lord, and he gave his life to Jesus, and I just said, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. (laughs) To God be the glory, and I I don't know, I told him when we got ready to leave, I hugged him. I hugged him just like he was my son, Caden. And my heart was broken for him because, you know, man, listen, only by the grace of God. Now, we ain't somewhere like that we didn't do something crazy and just tried to remind him. I said son you made the best decision of your life but from here forward if you need anything I'm here to help you in any way I can you are, you are not alone I'm here but most of all you have the Lord and so I pray God will continue to bless him but I must tell you that listen God's love is supportive love it has no limits I could have easily said I don't know him he don't know me I don't have no business up in no jail but God opened that door and I pray that young man will just catch fire with the Lord and begin I pray God will work there and turn that situation around God's love is supportive love and the last thing I want to tell you here is as for me in my house we will walk in supreme love and what I mean by that is what Paul said. Paul says in Colossians 3:14, he says, "Overall, in one translation says, above all, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect unity." In other words, love is the greatest. God's word tells us that in these last days we're to remain in faith, hope and love, and love is the, the greatest. It's, it's supreme. God's love is supreme. And I've said this many times, and, and what I'm telling you is from the Word of God. And we have to be careful for it here because, listen, you can have every spiritual gift that you desire. You can, you can talk in tongues. You can, you can interpret tongues. You can prophesy. You can have the Word of knowledge, the Word of discernment. You, you can uh, preach like nobody else can preach. You can carry your Bible. You can come to church. But without love, we are nothing and that's the word of God we are nothing without love because God's love is the greatest God's love is supreme and we need to walk in God's supreme love so we can have a love for all people not just the people that look like you and smell like you walk in supreme love so we can be compelled to seek the law so we can help people not go to a place called hell we walk in supreme love that we can love the unlovable that we can hey guess what we can actually love our enemies what hey it's in the Bible you mean I'm to love the ones that irritate me don't look at anybody (laughs) y'all just don't know what I see Lord have mercy Lord sanctify my eyes (laughs) love the ones that injure you irritate you walk in supreme love because it reflects Jesus Christ God's supreme love can heal any hurt in your life God's supreme love can heal any bitterness in your life the brokenness in your life God listen to me I've experienced this before in my life. God's supreme love can heal your marriage. He did it for me. God's supreme love can heal that family issue. God's supreme love can heal that friendship issue. And that's why we need God more than ever. To fill us with His supreme love. Friend, I'm telling you, God help us as a church. As for me in my house, as for me in this house, God help us to walk in love. Amen. To walk in love, because love, God's love is supreme. And the greatest model of that is Jesus Christ. He, in everything He did, He modeled God's supreme love. And that's why He wants more than anything for His church, His people to be people of love. That love should overflow out of our life because of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. I can walk in supreme love because Jesus loves me. I don't deserve that love. He just loves me. I rejoice knowing that Jesus loves me. Amen. Do you know how enlightening that was to me when I was in one of the darkest places of my life just to have somebody look at me and tell me in my ear, Son, Son, Jesus loves you, Amen. and things began to break, and things began to change, knowing that Jesus loves you. And you may be here today, and you feel like you're unlovable. You may be here today, and you feel like you're uh, you're unlovable because of your sins, because of your past, because of your baggage, because of whatever. But God loves you with a supreme love. It's a sacrificial love. It's a sincere love. It's a supportive love. It's a steadfast love. Amen. And the reason I know He loves you is because He gave His Son Jesus to die for you Amen. on the cross. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Amen. Romans 5.8 But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The only way, listen to me church, the only way that you can walk in this love is to be sure that you have received this love that comes through Jesus Christ. You have to receive it in your life so you can express it to the world around you. I wonder, have you received Forgiveness of your sins? Have you received the love of God in your life? I pray that you have. Brothers, if you want to come and play. See, when you're saved and you have the love of God in you, you're going to be expressing that love to other people. I want to ask you something real quick before we pray. What are you expressing? What are you expressing? Are you expressing love or are you expressing hate? What smell are you putting off? What smell are you putting off in your life? I pray it's compassion and gentleness and kindness, humility and patience. I pray it's mercy. I pray it's forgiveness. You know what's helped me to always rest in God's love and really remain in his love? is just staying thankful for what he did for me on the cross. But also, this right here helps me too to realize what I said to you a while ago. That you know what? It's only by the grace of God that God's got you and me where we are right now. man Pastor Steve mentioned last week about being in the crazy house hey it's only by the grace of God some of us are not in the crazy house only by the grace of God some of us are not in prison only by the grace of God we still have our marriages only by the grace of God that he put family situations back together that were so messed up only by the grace of God that you're still here and when you just think about where you could be to where God has you at right now all you can do is say thank you for your love Lord. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. And it's for me and my house. God help us to walk in that love. And when you feel like your life is growing cold in love, you need to ask for a fresh encounter with Jesus. God wants us to be love walkers. Listen, you you are never listen. As much as we love Mount Olive and this area around us and we know that we've done the, the survey and we know the, the, what it shows about the people that are unchurched and lost, do, do you think you're going to go on the campus at University of Mount Olive or anywhere in the community and do you think you're going to win them to the Lord by arguing with them and debating with them? Come on, Not at all. Not at all. You know what? We'll win them. Just keep walking in love. Yeah. Keep walking in love keep walking in love and let that love of God just begin to break down walls and open up hearts (laughs) God help us to be love walkers here at Manala First Pentecostal and God help us to resist allowing our love to grow cold in these last days but that love first comes by receiving it I want you to close your eyes and I want you to bow your head with me right now And I want to just take a few minutes here to pray with you. Friend, if you walked in this morning and you feel unlovable because of your past, because of the baggage in your life, because of sin, I want to remind you that there's a God who loves you with a sacrificial love. He loves you with a sincere love. He loves you with a supportive love and it is a supreme love. And He wants to save you today. He wants to save you and give you a new life. He wants you to be born again. And that happens when you repent of your sins and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord trusting in Him. Nobody looking around. If you walked in this morning even if you're watching on the live stream and you're not sure that heaven is in your view and in your future and you want the love of God to come now and fill your heart to save you. To save you from your sins. To give you a new life in Him. Knowing that you can have a new walk, and it's a, a, an assurance that heaven is in your future. I want you to lift your hand so I can pray for you right now. Nobody's looking around, but I want it to be between you and God. God bless you, son. God bless you. Is there anybody else bold enough to say, I need prayer right now to pray? Would you pray for me? Would you pray for me? Would you hold your hand up real quick? Real quick. Hold it up if that's you. God bless you over there, ma'am. God bless you, ma'am. right you can put your hands down if you raised your hand or even if you didn't and you know you need Jesus to save you I want you to pray with me right now just a very simple prayer simple prayer but a prayer of faith father I ask you right now in the name of your son Jesus to forgive me of my sins I confess with my mouth right here today come on Jesus is Lord I believe I believe He died on the cross in my place. He took my place. He shed His blood. He's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And I put my faith in what He did for me on the cross. And I believe He died. I believe He was buried. And I believe that three days later, on the third day, He was raised back to life. He's alive. And because Jesus lives, He's conquered death in the grave. I can live forever too. So my faith is in you now, Jesus. I repent. Come on, make, that, make it a personal prayer. I repent of my sins. I turn from my sins, and I turn to you, Jesus, to be my Lord and to be my Savior. Right here, right now, in this very moment, I pray in Jesus' name. Nobody looking around. Nobody looking around. If you prayed that prayer, those of you lifted your hand, would you hold it up high again just so I'll know? Just so I'll know that you pray. Would you you lift your hand? God bless you back there in the back. God bless you. God bless you, ma'am. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want everybody to stand with me right now. And while you're standing, let's give God praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you want to be a love walker? Come on, a love walker. Hold your hands up to the Lord right now, please. And let's pray together. Father, I pray right here in this place. God, we declare, God, that Mount Olive First, Pentecostal, Holiness Church. As for me in this house, God, we will walk in love. God, we will walk in love. I pray, God, just a fresh outpouring of love upon every believer, God, here. God, that we would walk in sacrificial love. We would walk in sincere love. And God, that we would walk in supportive love and supreme love. God, do it in our hearts right now in this place, God. I pray, Lord, for a fresh baptism in your love right now over this church. In this church, God. We believe for it right now. God, help us today. Help us, Lord, to walk in love. To be men of love. Women of love. Glorifying you, God. Being imitators of God. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples for your, because of your love for one another. And God, I pray all people in this community and all around us, whether at home, at work, at school, wherever we may be, even on social media, God, they'll know. They'll, by all, all people will know because of our love for one another. And God, I just pray it, God, in this place today. God, start it with me, and I pray it would just flow down into the hearts and lives of everybody in this church, God. Let this church have a testimony of love walkers, love walkers. In the name of Jesus, we pray.